Welcome to Sophisticated Mom, and I'm your host, Dr. Sophia, the creator of the Christian lifestyle blog, SophisticatedMom.com. I will break down faith-based advice and make it applicable and relatable to help you on your journey on this thing we call life. You'll learn everything you need to know on how to become the master of your own destiny. In this post, I'm going to give you a real and practical tips on buying a new car. But before I do, I have to give you the reason why I know what I'm talking about and why you should listen to me. No, I don't work at a dealership, nor have I ever been a car salesman. But what I have done is I bought three cars, one SUV, and never had a car payment over $210 a month. All of the cars that I bought were brand new, and the most mileage that I have ever bought on a car was 100 miles. Not 100,000, but 100. So I'm pretty qualified to tell you ladies how to successfully buy a car and get a deal on it. Number one, play up your pretty. A guide for buying a new car for a woman is that you can use your pretty. As a woman, you are going to walk on the lot and you may seem like prey for some car salesman. Expect it, deal with it, and go with it. They will assume that you are a girl and that you have no idea what you're talking about, what you're looking for, and that they can get over on you. The fact of the matter is is that many women who buy a car alone walk into the car buying experience and allow the salesman just to tell them anything. But let them think that. The first of the tips on buying a new car means that you are going to take advantage of this. Whenever I buy a new car, I often say little until the time is right. Instead, I listen. Observe what the car salesman is saying. Allow them to talk. Pay attention because you are going to need that information later. The car salesman will mistake your silence for cluelessness. It is better to be underestimated in the beginning and then come out with this is not my first rodeo talk. I have done it all the time, kept quiet, and then when it's time to make a deal, I come out of my sweet woman, I don't know what I'm talking about, shell, shocking them, and I have the advantage. Number two, know what you want before you go. A guide for buying a new car is to do your research. Of the second of the tips on buying a car, when you go on a car dealership, the car salesman is going to try to talk you into all types of cars and the prices that show you on the lot are not going to be the same ones as online. The only exception of this is CarMax. That is why it's important to go online to the dealership you plan to visit, know exactly what car you're looking at, the price, how much it's selling for, and how much the rebates are online. True story, when I bought my last car, it was time to top price and the salesman tried to sell me my SUV that was 5k more than the price that was listed online. I listened, let him try to talk me into thinking that it was a good deal. Even when we went to see the car, the the sticker price said it was about 9k more than I saw online. But lucky me, he was going to give me 4k off that price that was on the window sticker. It was not until I was able to quote the exact online price, the dealership rebates, the manufacturer rebates, that he knew I was just not going to let him talk me into overpaying for this car. Notice I let him talk, play my girly role, and then came out with my knowledge. The result was him stuttering a whole bunch, pulling the car up online, seeing that I was right, going back to talk to his manager, and coming back and telling me that they were going to give me the car for the price that was mentioned online. That was 5k less than he originally quoted me, and in my eyes, that was just the starting point. Number three, check for rebates. Next on the guide for buying a new car is to check for rebates. Remember how I talked about those rebates in the above paragraph? After you do your research, you will find that there are rebates that the dealership offers or even the maker of the car, and oftentimes there are more rebates on top of that. My last two cars were Fords. 
This time I got an additional $500 off the car for being a recent graduate, getting my PhD. My last car was a Ford in 2012, where I got another $2,000 off for being a recent graduate for getting my master's that time. There are also rebates for being a loyal customer, such as a Ford for trading in a Ford or a Honda, a Honda. The dealership is not going to tell you about these rebates. So the third of the tips on buying a new car is that you have to do your research and you have to dig and you have to have proof. The first time I did this, I just had to bring in my degree. The most recent time, I had to send in a copy of my degree to Ford online in which they gave me a rebate to print out for being a grad. I had to bring this paper into the dealership. I had to have this paper if I wanted to get the rebate. When I mentioned the recent grad rebate to the salesman, he was like, oh, you have to have proof of this. Go through this and then bring it in. Do you really want to go back home and do that? My response was simple. No need. I have a right here. Blank stare, girly smile. And like that, additional money off the price that I had just bargained. Number four, don't show all your cards. Your guide for buying a new car is not to show all of your cards. On the previous note, don't just walk in and tell the salesman about your trade-in, nor do you tell them about your rebates, not to the very end. The reason being is because they are going to try to factor in these things before getting to the final price, and you're going to cheat yourself out of money. Remember when the salesman tried to give me the car for 5k more when I saw, than I saw online? If I had walked into the dealership and said, here are my rebates and I have a trade-in, I can guarantee that after they factored in my rebates and trade-in, they would have came back with the same price of 5k more. That is why you negotiate first. Get the lowest price that you think that you can get and then say, oh yeah, I have this trade-in and this rebate, girly smile, blank stare. That way they have no choice to give you the additional money off because they already quoted you a price. In the beginning, they will ask you about a trade-in. Just be evasive. Tell them you're not sure if you want to trade it in or let's talk price first. This can also go for money down. When I got to the car dealership, I always have an amount of money that I am willing to put down. Notice I didn't say would put down. Once again, never let them know that amount. Let them assume that you're not going to put down anything. Because if they think that, then they're going to give you a lower price, thinking that you are tapped out. Once you have revealed your rebates and trade-in, it is very possible that once you reveal your trade-in and rebate that you will be very happy with the amount of the car and will not have to put any money down. For my last car purchase, I was prepared to put down 3K if need be. The manager had to get pulled into this because at one point they were not getting me the car around the price that I needed it to be. I already told them I wanted my payments to be about $200 a month with an SUV, no exceptions. They came back with $450, $350, $300. After my trade-in and rebate, once I saw it was impossible for them to come down anymore, then I said, well, I guess I can put down X amount of money to get my payment lower. And it was not $3K. Bing, there it was, a car payment of 200 That was only after I seen them work the numbers and get down to the lowest possible. Number five, get the most for your trade-in. Moving to the fifth of the tips on buying a car, after you have divulged that you are trading in the car, there is a way that you can get the most for your trade-in. The whole point of a trade-in is like money that can go towards your new vehicle. So make sure your trade-in is paid off or close to being paid off. It is not helpful to come into the dealership owing 10K on a car. Even if you get them to pay off the car nine times out of 10, you're not going to have any money left to go towards your new car. Not unless you have a really decked out trade-in. When I bought my cars, all of my cars were paid off with the exception of one in which I only owed 1K on it. 
That was a 2008 Hyundai Accent that had electrical problems. And I'm telling you this because not only did the dealership pay off the car, but they also gave me money to go toward a new car. And I did not have a luxury car or anything. Even them giving me 2K for a car allowed me to pay off the car and have 1K to go towards the new car. Never, and I repeat, never get a car if the dealership is not willing to pay off the balance of your old car. It is so counterproductive. You will get rid of your trade-in and still be paying on it while you're paying for the new car. So know that the dealership can be flexible for your trade-in. For my last Ford Focus, I traded it in. It was a 2012 that had been in an accident, still had a dent, and it needed the fuel system to be replaced, which was about 1,000 worth of work. The dealership went from valuing my trade-in to 2K to 3K, a big difference, because I kept negotiating. Even if something went wrong with your car, a dealership will fix it and resell it. Even though 3K doesn't seem like much, since my car was paid off, the entire balance went towards the new car. It was like I had given them 3K in cash towards the new car, and really all I gave them was my trade-in that I didn't want anymore anyway. Number six, stick to your budget. For this guide for buying a new car is to stick to your budget. I know what budget I had. Like I said before, I wanted my car payments to be about $200 a month. I made that known right up front. This is not one of those things that you need to keep a secret. Like the story above, once they knew I was serious about my SUV, they knew those payments needed to come down to the $200 mark. A true story, when I bought my first car at age 18, my mother helped me out. She told them that I wanted my payments to be under $200 because I only had a part-time job after all. The salesman came back with a payment of $220. He told my mother, are you going to let $20 keep your daughter from walking out with this new car? And my mother's response was, are you going to let $20 keep you from getting this commission? And within 10 minutes, he came back with a car payment of $186. I tell you this story because salesmen have a lot more wiggle room than you think. There's nothing wrong with having a smaller budget and telling them about that. I recommend that you do so. That way, they will know what numbers they need to work with you on for you to walk away with your car. Number seven, know when to buy and know what to buy. The seven tip on buying a new car is that you must remember the art of getting a deal is that you have to know when to buy and what to buy. The best time to buy a car to start is at the end of the year. I have a 2017 that I bought in September, October timeframe of 2017. There were already 2018 in the lot, which means they needed to get rid of those 2017 models. That is why the prime time is not to buy when the model first comes in, but when they're going out. Go for the basic model in an odd color to save even more money. When I got my SUV, my SUV was not even on the lot to be displayed because they thought it was probably going to be the last 2017 to go if it went at all. They probably planned to turn it into a rental car or something. It is blue. My last Ford was also blue, a very light blue at that, and it is a basic model. Some people need leather seats, heated seats, sunroof, and all this other type of stuff that puts thousands of dollars on the total price of the vehicle. For me, it's not that important. My basic model Ford Escape came with the Bluetooth automatic windows, backwards cameras, and all the stuff that I needed and wanted in a car. As a single mother buying a car, that is something that you have to think about. If you want a new car, you can get one by going for that blue car while everyone wants black, that is a basic model. While everyone else wants the model with the thousand features in it, that can be the key to walking away with a new car at a great price. My SUV was the unlikely candidate to be bought. 
to the point that it was dirty. They had to clean it off for me from sitting in the back of the warehouse, lest it get in the way of the 2018 models and the really decked out 2017 models. But it was fine enough for me and that's why I got a deal. The last tip I can give you is to please know something about cars. I prefer a new car over a used car because I'm always able to strike a deal and sometimes these used cars are very pricey and I can get a new car for the same price. But even if you go for a used car, pay attention to the mileage and if it has been an accident. As a side note, the car should have 15,000 miles for every year it has been alive. If you get a 2014 and the year is 2018, that's four years. The car should have no more than 60K miles on it. And if it has 100K or has high mileage being four years old, then you can strike a deal because of that. But I would not recommend getting it at all. Higher miles on a car can mean the engine can go bad before it's timing or something else can go wrong with the car. Number eight, never be afraid to walk away. This is an important point because there are times in which some dealerships will not play ball. If that is the case, then you need to walk away, period. Do not let them play you and that's how the game goes. My SUV that I bought for was a work in progress. I went during the middle of the work week and I remember he tried to sell me the car for 5k more than the online price. I got up and left that day because he was playing games and that was after he would give me the online price. But it was too late. I was already there for hours and I told him I'll be back on Saturday which was three days later and we'll start again from that price. I came in and we did start again from that price. There were some other things price-wise that was not working out. I was ready to leave. Really I was. I got my stuff and I was ready to go to the Dodge dealership to, took, to look at the SUV that was priced around the same as this one and I let him know that. Showing him the other car online at that online price. I wanted an SUV but I didn't have to get this SUV. It was not a threat but a true statement. I was not afraid to walk away. I was going to get an SUV regardless of if I got it from Ford or Dodge. Made me no difference. And then he played ball and the rest is history. In 2008 when I was looking for a Honda Fit I came in with my son when he was a few months at that time. The salesman was not willing to give me a car for what I wanted. You see I had just come in when I was nine months pregnant to the same dealership and spoke to a salesman that was not there anymore. He quoted me a price that was 4k less than what the guy tried to tell me. I told the new guy that. The guy haggled and played games and I walked off. The man told me that my 200 a month payment was impossible. Yet three hours later, I drove off with a new car at a different dealership, paying $196 a month. I did have my pretty woman moment. The salesman from the Honda called me the next day with a smug personality asking me did I find the deal that I wanted and I told him yes I bought my car yesterday in which he was surprised. He then sent me a postcard two days later thanking me for my visit and to come back when I was ready to get my next car. There are two points to this story. The first is that the dealership should want to make you a loyal customer so that you come back when you are ready to get another car. The second is that you should never be afraid to walk away because there are too many dealerships that can and will give you what you need. Never entertain the ones that won't. By the way, a few months later, the Honda dealership went out of business, which brings me to my next point. Number nine, remember that they need you. The last tip in going back to my last story, I'm not saying that the dealership went out of business because of me per se, but they may have had a history of my story happening to other people time and time again. The entire time at the dealership, all the salesmen were playing games, not working with the customer, and at the end of the day, you need me and all the customers to buy these cars. 
If we don't, then you have no job and you don't have a commission. So remember your power. The dealerships are in the business of selling you cars to people like you. And if they cannot do that, then they're going to be stuck with a whole bunch of cars that rotate on a yearly basis. It does not benefit them to be stuck with a 2017 car at the end of 2018 when the 2019 cars are about to come out. That means they have lost money by making these cars that no one wants to buy. So at some point, you have to sell cars just to get a profit. Otherwise, they have lost a profit. So never think for a second that you need that dealership. Yeah, you might need a car, but there are cars all over. You don't have to buy it at that specific place if they're not giving you what you need. You can go about a thousand other places to get what you need, but they have to wonder if a thousand more people are going to walk through the door that day looking for a car. Not likely. So it is best that they work with the ones that do work walk through the door. Out of all the tips in buying a new car, remember that you have the power. Always remember that. If you know a woman who needs to buy a new car, then go ahead and share this post with her.